podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about helping the world improve and innovate more effectively with our web-based software. Learn more at www.makeimprovementhappen.com. Hi, this is Mark Rabin. Welcome to episode 64 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post that was published June 18th, 2015, and it's titled, How Would You Respond to This Kaizen Idea? Which of These Two Ways? Now, when I teach about Kaizen and continuous improvement, I try to use scenarios and cases to help people think through how they would respond to, coach, and collaborate on employee ideas. One key point is that leaders have to thank employees for pointing out problems or opportunities for improvement. They need to do so even if they think the idea or proposed solution isn't ideal or might not work. So in the blog post, and you can see it at leanblog.org slash audio64, there's a Kaizen card, a real Kaizen scenario that I show in my training and coaching sessions. And it was written out this way. It said, problem, blanket warmers on the unit are often empty. We don't have warm blankets for patients and or run around too much. Idea, get a second blanket warmer for the unit. And there's the date, the person's name. The expected benefits were listed as happier, warmer patients, happier staff. Now, the problem is legitimate, and there's two components to be recognized. You know, first, we need to provide warm blankets to patients when they're needed. And second, we shouldn't make staff run around too much. There's, there's too much waste. And uh, when the blanket warmer is empty, bad things happen. Uh, one, patients have to wait for blankets, which reduces their comfort and patient satisfaction. Two, staff who are already busy, if not overloaded with work, they waste time in motion looking for blankets and that delays other patient care activities. Three, it might make staff grumbly or short with people, further hurting patient satisfaction. And four, staff might start hiding or hoarding blankets, which might further throw off the whole system. So when I ask participants in workshops how they would react to the idea of add a second blanket warmer, a number of people usually scoff, they make a noise, uh, and they're shaking their heads. I ask them why, and they usually say something like, well, you know, we, we would just have two empty blanket warmers. Now, that might very well be true. So you know, how would we respond as a leader? You know, what comes next in this workplace scenario? I, I see two options when the manager thinks the idea isn't best. You know, one, let people try and learn experientially. Or two, ask questions to try to better understand the cause or the root cause of the empty blanket warmer. And you know, I've been taught that with lean, we should have a bias for action, but we also need to look for the root cause. And that, that sounds like conflicting advice. So what do we do? So option one, let people try, PDSA, plan, do, study, adjust. Now there are circumstances when we should just let people try their idea, even if we think it might fail or will fail. Of course, if the manager thinks an idea would be unsafe, you, would, you wouldn't want to try this approach, uh, just try it and see. Um, we, we can't be irresponsible. But let's say you know, these situations exist. You know, if you say no to people's ideas in this scenario, you might demoralize them, even if you're correct. It's possible the manager is wrong, though, about what will work or not work because they're not as close to the work as the person with the idea. So you know, there is a scenario in the scenario, let's say, for one, if there's a spare blanket warmer somewhere in the hospital, and two, if there's space in the unit to add the second blanket warmer, well, you, you might want to err on the side of let people try. Well, why? You know, it's not like you're having to spend money on a blanket warmer. You've already got one. 
To install the second one in your unit probably just requires a little bit of time and effort. You, you get it moved, you plug it in. You'd have to get materials management to deliver more blankets, perhaps doubling the PAR level, because now you've got two blanket warmers to fill. Now, it's possible that doubling the PAR level is exactly what's needed. You know, that might not be the only way to solve the problem, but it might work. Or, again, it's possible you might just have two empty blanket warmers. So if that happens, or you know, what's the worst that could happen? You didn't spend any money. You maybe dragged out the problem solving a bit, you know, delaying it being solved. But the people who suggested the idea and tested it, hopefully they would learn and, and they would get better at um, analyzing problems and solving problems. So I think you'd have to react well to that situation as a manager, if they tried it and it didn't work, you know, do not say, I told you so, or make them feel bad for trying something that didn't work. You know, hopefully you could then guide people to look for the underlying root cause, try something else. So you could move on to option two, or maybe you start with option two, which is to push back and challenge them to look for root cause. Now you could skip that, that let them try mode and, uh, and, and as a leader push back, you know, respectfully and constructively challenge people by asking questions that prompt a better understanding of the current state instead of jumping to a solution. You know, the questions people might ask, and, and, and these are usually brainstormed in my class, you know, do we know why the warmer is empty? Do we understand the current process for restocking the blankets? Is the PAR level wrong? What's the delivery frequency? Does that need adjusting? Who's responsible for restocking? You know, is it a standard process or not? Uh, are blankets being overused? Are they being used inappropriately? Are blankets going home with people? So instead of just jumping to add a second blanket warmer, there's a lot we could do uh, to understand uh, the current state better. You know, if we did not have a spare blanket warmer sitting around or if we didn't have the space, I'd probably err on the side of trying creativity and process improvement before adding more equipment. Now, even if we tried option one to try out the extra blanket warmer, we might still want to go to option two. You know, option one might be quick and it might be a temporary solution, but we might get a better solution by uh, working toward root cause. So I understand the appeal of option two, but if employees are sensitive and uh, easily discouraged, our constructive pushback as a manager might just be viewed as negativity and people might engage. So there, there's no easy answer. I mean, I think option two is logically ideal. We need to develop uh, people's skills, but people can be complex, emotional creatures. Uh, we might, you know, we want people to try things and learn, but does that trump the need to get the quote unquote right solution as soon as possible? It's interesting to me that Toyota will say the priorities and process improvement are twofold. First, developing people and learning. Second, solving the problem. So that mean option one is the right approach or can they learn and develop through option two? What would you do? You know, assuming that you did have the spare blanket warmer in the space for it, would you go with option one or option two? Uh, it would be great to hear your comments. We've had a lot of really good comments on the post already. If you go to leanblog.org. Um, slash audio six four. Here's a few of those comments in case you don't have time to go to the website. Let's say you're, you're only listening to these podcasts. Uh, Chris Burnham, and, and by the way, Chris has an excellent podcast called the Lean Leadership Podcast. I encourage you to, uh, to search for that and find that. Chris said, I would suggest applying both approaches. You make excellent points about trying to encourage people when they have ideas and to go do now and to also teach them about rapid root cause analysis. 
One might suggest that the second blanket warmer is a containment action that you take while exploring the root cause of the empty blanket warmer. I think the heart of this post is to make sure we're encouraging the heart of employees first and worrying about solutions second. Um, Anthony wrote, you know, I, I always say, let's try it. The worst that can happen is you learn something, and that's hardly a bad thing. Um, so he said, uh, you know, it took me a while to learn that, but um, you know, you've got to encourage uh, people to, to bring forward your idea. You lead the implementation. We all help. Adam J. Smith commented, uh, he said, option two, no question. The process matters, and I think that even if the employees are sensitive and easily offended, I find both of those things are circumvented when you work with them to discover the problems and then fix it. Make them part of the team, part of the solution, and it stands a much stronger chance at lasting. The very last thing you want to do is revisit this issue eight months down the road, so it's better to build a solution that will continue to be one. Just like Toyota says, develop the people first. Mark uh, Berktold wrote and he asked, why not do option one and two simultaneously? You have an extra blanket warmer, providing that would show staff support and decrease emotional apathy. Secondly, have staff work on a process to keep blankets stocked and equipped. When leaders can eliminate barriers or provide tools and resources, teammates will uh, partner to develop best practices and find root causes. We had another comment from uh, Lasego Mawala who wrote, do both options using the A3 report. PDSA requires some form of root cause analysis. So you know, my response to that was this. You know, in my experience, PDSA does not always require root cause analysis. I mean, I think we don't need to overanalyze every small improvement. If we want to move a table from here to there, you know, I, who cares what the root cause is for why it was in the old location? You know, you just move it, which is the you know the plan and the do stages, and then study the impact and adjust if needed. You can do PDCA with no RCA. Um, so we had a, a lot of good comments here. Um, you know, Bart Sellers, last comment I'll read here. Bart Sellers wrote, it depends. You know, how far along the problem solving capability curve are the individuals involved and the organization as a whole? You know, what is the current level of engagement? Does leadership demonstrate disciplined problem solving? The ideal condition is that everyone is a problem solver and solving problems well um, includes understanding root causes. Now, if there's low engagement, then proceed as suggested and leadership works for improved engagement with involving employees and other problems. If there's low problem solving maturity, then proceed as suggested and leadership works to develop those problem solving skills over time. Um, so you know, Bart writes about the need to demonstrate respect for people by investing time and effort to improve their problem solving skills over time. Um, so I, I think, you know, the, the thing I like about the scenario, there's no easy answer. I don't think there's any one right answer. It depends very much on the scenario and the people involved. But I'd love to hear your comments. Come to leanblog.org audio 64.